Hello everyone and welcome to Voxel Viewpoint. Before we get into our big ol' Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast, we first talk about Maneater, the shark RPG, Deadly Premonition 2, a game no one saw coming, and Hard Space Shipbreaker, a cool starship disassembly simulator. It's July 14th, 2020, I'm Ryan Shepard, and this podcast is a blessing in disguise. Hello everyone and welcome to Voxel Viewpoint. It's been a while, but we're back. And by we, I mean me, Ryan. And as always, we have Derek. Yo. And Lee. Hello. And before we get into our Last of Us 2 spoiler cast, which by the um, very title of it indicates that we're going to be getting to some spoilers on The Last of Us 2... We're going to cover some um, some other games we've been playing, so you can listen to that, and then if you want to skip over the spoiler cast, that's that's your decision. But uh, we wanted to get the other games up front first, so you can make that decision. Um, so, Lee, you've been playing uh, Man Eater, which Ooh. is a shark RPG. Yeah. Would you like to explain a little bit about that? I think you just did. Um, okay. That's really kind so of all... Deadly Premonition 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a weird one, this. I, I, I was attracted to it because it's got a real... It had a real gonzo trailer. And to be fair, that, that trailer that originally dropped with a crazy shark drama thing, it didn't lie. Um, mm-hmm. So this shark thing is generally kind of it's not much different from that Jaws game that came out about fifteen years ago, where kind of you roam the high seas and you're the kind of the good guy bad guy, eating people and kind of flotsam and uh, kind of uh, other sea life and stuff like that in a weird mm-hmm. storied. Who knew you would? Um, need a storied shark game and it turns out you didn't um this is kind of a little bit more stupid this is kind of um a shark revenge type effort so so, uh jaws 2 the revenge yeah that was jaws 4 wasn't it where it kind of comes back to hunt the family of the people that killed yeah jaws 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 4 what a treat um Yeah, so it kind of it's it's as stupid and gone to as fun as I thought it would be, but in the caveat of very, very small bite sized chunks. If yeah. you play it any longer than kind of half an hour, it completely falls apart. Um mm-hmm. it's kind of it's too thin in its although it tries to be an RPG, it's too thin in its kind of its concept and its 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 a uh, gameplay loop to play mm-hmm. for any extended amount of time. It's it's a good quick time killer. But yeah. um it doesn't control I mean it controls just about as well as 
the Jaws game from years ago did, and that wasn't very good. It doesn't really work in that kind of that 360-degree attack thing where the camera doesn't always quite catch up with whatever you want to do. It's not fluid enough to make any of it really work. But that's the problem with all those sort of kind of games, really. Kind of when you're doing yeah. that fast fast 360-degree movement, it's just it's kind of... If you're not smart enough, it falls apart, and this kind of does after a while. That's probably one of the reasons why you can't play it for more than a half hour at a time, because it's just the, the jank of trying to get everything to move while something's biting your ass is yeah. a little much to take after a while. It's fine so for like, a blast. What what kinds of things do you do? Like, what are some objectives or whatever? Um, kill the people, catch, <laughs> get the items, or kill ten of these minnows, or kill five of those bull sharks, or and it just gets bigger and more expensive, and then you upgrade. The upgrades are fun, because it gets mm-hmm. ridiculous when you upgrade. You kind of mutate as much as you yeah, can. Yeah, I've seen, like, they got, like, rock teeth and electricity yeah. coming out of them and stuff like that. Yeah, it, but it is a bit of a slog to get to that part. You've got to go through a good three or four hours to get to that sort of stuff. So yeah. that, that also relies on goodwill. It would be fine if it wasn't like, I don't know, it's probably about probably $50 over there, wasn't it? It's quite expensive. It wasn't quite full price, but it was certainly more expensive than you expect a shark game to be in 2020. Right. So kind of it's okay if it's like a deep sale sort of thing, but other than that, it's it's fine. It's literally fine. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen some stuff, and it just seems like, like you said, it's kind of a a slog and like very repetitive. And mm. and uh, I thought it looked okay, like graphic wise. Like it's the, got a good design. Look, yeah, yeah, it looks pretty. But yeah, and then like you have the narrator constantly talking. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of wore out on me in like the fifteen-minute video I watched of it. it. Yeah, it wants to be a meme game. You know what I mean? Kind of a meme. Um, oh, meme, meme. I thought you said yeah. mean. No, like, meme. Like... Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, and they're by nature they are kind of very short-lived and kind of um, very kind of five-minute, five-minute, yeah. like fifteen-minute blast. And then you're kind of done. We move on to the next meme, Emmy Emmy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's not what I thought. Well, it is what I thought it was going to be, which is a good and a bad thing. Yeah. All right. So yeah. the man eater, the shark game, good in uh, according to Lee, bite sized chunks. Hey, easy. <laughs> we should just turn off now. Yeah, we're all done. Yeah. Um, We've had our fill. Yeah. All right, so we talked about the shark game. Now let's talk about this other game. Um, Deadly Premonition 2, subtitle, A Blessing in Disguise. Now, is this, um, is that subtitle ironically or... Is it uh, actually have a meaning within the game? It's sort of kind of a blatant lie. Another um, um, purposeful jank. A piece of purposeful jank. Um, uh, is anybody aware of the previous one? Oh yeah, I, I'm aware of yeah. it. I've I've never played it, but I'm I'm aware of like the uh, 
the cult following around it, let's say. And for those that haven't played the first one, it's a weird kind of sweary 65 game that's kind of uh, sort of like weirdly translated um, Twin Peaks through a glass, glass darkly. That doesn't make any sense. Um, a janky Japanese Alan Wake, but it's a bit kaleidoscopic. There you go. Um, yeah. And it's... All of those things that are wrong with the first one make part of its charm in a weird way. It's kind of... It's not quite a room, which is, kind, you know, that kind of, oh, it's it's so awful, we love it sort of thing. There's enough things in the first one that are purposeful to counterbalance um, the things that are wrong with the first one. Mm-hmm. That really crazy, weird kind of um, off-kilter thing. So this is kind of nobody thought this one was going to come out, and it's come out, and it's strange this because it's kind of it's tried to do the things that kind of accidentally happened in the first one, the things that you can tell weren't intentional. It's tried to do that with this, and it's mm-hmm. not quite worked as well. Um, I haven't got far into it, and I'm not sure I'm going to get far into it for a while because it's an absolute a, a, it's an absolute mess. Of the game yeah. at the moment, it's it 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 falls apart so much. There's a lot of talk being said about um, the performance of this game, um, like you know your your ten FPS when you're outside because it's like an open world investigative game. Inside, yeah, yeah. it runs fine. It runs perfectly fine. Inside, outside, it kind of you'll hit ten frames per second more often than not. Yeah, when you're um, riding around your skateboard. Yeah, because I lose the car because somebody steals your car at the beginning, so you ride around on a skateboard for the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think they couldn't be bothered to put a car in, to be honest with you. It was easy to probably put a skateboard in. Um, but that's actually the least of its problems. The problems with this is, at the moment, and, you know, it's not like a day one patch has fixed it, fix this, so it's important to say now. Yeah. It's, it's buggy as hell. Um combat will just stop working until you do a hard reset um i mean literally just you can't run you can't shoot um parts of the like the hud menu will disappear so you can't select anything once they're gone um you can't interact with things sometimes it just stops completely interacting not just oh i'll come back and go do a do a loop and come back it's like the they're all kind of you have to completely reset the game to to go through a lot of these. There's so many breaks in it. I've been caught yeah. on so many chairs and tables that I've had to completely restart from. It's it's not in a shape. It's not in a good shape at all. It's not. In a, no. it's, and it's not charming like the first game was in its weirdness. No, because no. it's kind of they're, they're very kind of straightforward going for those things that they kind of hit accidentally. The music is not as good either. Which is massively important. You don't have to yeah. whistle theme, uh, but yeah, it's kind of this is very much kind of even the original with all of its jank didn't release in a state like this, and it's um, I'm kind of not happy about it. To be honest with you. Yeah, because it's um, despite the fact that it's also kind of a, a sort of a meme jank game. There's no, there's no excuse for it to be as bad as it is right now. That's really not not cool. Not on. Yeah, well, it was kind of a shock to everyone that it was even coming. 
Yeah. Like, it just kind of got announced, and then, well, I guess it was probably a year since it's been announced. But, um, yeah, it was, like, one of those, who, what, how did this even get, like, picked up or funded or whatever? Um, And I wonder if, like, that was a problem. Like, it was super low budget, and they just didn't have the resources to finish it. Mm. Well, the the same company also put out the, um, the Origins. The the switch version of um, the switch version of the first game, uh, mm-hmm. and that was in a bad shape when it came out as well. So I'm not sure yeah. if it's just uh, because oh, he's kind of a, a like a helicopter over swearing over this. It's not actually him. He's got a company called Toybox making it. So whereas he could he had a lot more say with it through access access gains in the first one. This he's kind mm-hmm. of more detached from it. So. I would suggest he doesn't really work with his company on more deadly premonition games, yeah. if there will be any, indeed. Yeah, because this is not good. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah so. that's too bad. Um, yeah, well, we'll see if it gets patched, or I don't know if it's if it might end up coming to another platform that can run it better. Like maybe it's this problem with the Switch, but you yeah. know, I mean, there's plenty of games that run fine on the Switch that are probably way more demanding than this game. Yeah, um, I, I would completely look at it. I would say it's definitely not hardware. It's not yeah. problem with hardware. It's too basic for it. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, that's kind of a bummer. Um, so yeah, that that wraps up Deadly Premonition Two, which is out on the Switch. And uh, now I'm going to talk a little bit about a game called Hard Space Shipbreaker, which is not the greatest name. But um, apparently, the game there's already a game called Shipbreaker on um, Steam, so they had to call it Hard Space Shipbreaker. Um, this is a first-person uh, game where you tear apart derelict spaceships. So this is like a future where uh, we're all in space, and we got space stations, and flying around on ships and stuff like that. And just like today with cars, you know, ships, they get outdated and they end up in junkyards. Um, And your job is to take these ships and tear them apart and scrap them for the resources that you, uh, that can be recycled, kind of. You know, like there's some metals that can be recycled and some uh, computer parts and stuff within these ships that can be recycled. And it all takes place in kind of a... um, like a a small shipyard and you're it's all zero g and like i said first person so you're moving around and in first person and you have a um a laser cutter tool that reminds me kind of like the uh plasma gun and um dead space uh it has like a that same kind of the front to it can be turned like vertically or horizontally to cut and um, those directions and uh, you get a grapple tool that you can latch on to things and, and yank them off the ship and stuff like that um, so it's in early access right now and at, for an early access game it's uh, really really pretty well put together I haven't run Tindy bugs or anything like that and there's actually quite a bit of content there you can um, there's several different ships that you can take apart and uh, you kind of 
as you advance, you get access to more complex ships. I haven't really gotten too far into ship complexity, but even within the basic ships, there are different layouts that uh, you have to get used to. And um, it's kind of cool to like learn these ships inside and out, like literally inside and out, and learn how to pull them apart uh, most efficiently because you'll, you have a time limit and a work order that you have to complete uh, within that time limit. So the more, uh, the more stuff you do on that time limit, the more, uh, the more you get paid. Um, so, you know, learning to how to quickly get to a reactor inside the ship uh, means you're going to get paid more because you're going to get that, get access to that sooner. Um, and it looks good. Like, like the graphically, it looks really cool. Um, like when you're shooting a laser, you got the like uh, you get like heat marks on the metal that look like you know you just cut it with a super hot laser and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, uh, I think it's really cool. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing like where it goes from here, like how they plan on expanding it. Um, whether it's just more complicated ships or they, they add something more to it. Um, but as of right now, I'd say it's worth, uh, it's worth checking out. It's on steam. I think it's, um, I got it for 20. I think it was on sale. I think it's usually either 25 or 30. Um, which is maybe 30 might be a bit much if that's what it actually is. Uh, let me, let me check real quick because I don't want to get that wrong. Because 30 is too much, probably. Uh, not, it's 25. So, um, it's, which, which is, I think that's a more fair price for what you're getting right now. And obviously, you'll, you'll buy it in early access. You get the updates for it and everything like that. Um, and, and the gameplay hook holds up? Because obviously, it's like the antithesis of something like a Satisfactory, isn't it? Your job tearing down and not building. Yeah, um, yeah. You do a lot of tearing down in Satisfactory too. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're always you're always having to redo your entire factory, which is actually the most annoying part. Um, yeah, I think it is because, like I said, you you have these ships and you just learn them inside and out, right? So, um, you know, there's there's more complexity to it. Like, so the ships when you first start out, they're pressurized. So, like, if you just go in and start cutting holes in it, they're going to explode. Um, oh. <laughs> because, and, and they might kill you, but also it might damage something inside the ship that's valuable that you need to retrieve. Um, so you have to learn, like, okay, I have to go in through the airlock, depressurize, and then um, I can start tearing apart the, the walls of the ship and stuff like that. Um and then there's stuff like, uh, you know, there's like the interior of the ship where people would actually um, sit in and, and walk around in. But then they'll be um, like in between like that wall and the outside wall where there'll be other stuff that you need to grab like um, coolant cells and, and energy cells and stuff like that. So you just have to learn how to uh, cut the ship up in certain ways to get access to all of that different stuff. Um, oh. Oh. And uh, 
there's kind of like an unlimited amount of complexity they could go with too because they can just keep like making bigger ships more complicated systems and stuff like that so um yeah and it, it controls pretty good for like you know you were complainingly about um underwater controls i mean it's kind of like the same thing with in zero g um yeah. you can you move an up and down left right um also well, I guess that's directions. a lot slower though, isn't it? I suppose because it is zero G, so you get to get your bearings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like, uh, well, that, and you got to worry about momentum, right? Because there's nothing slowing you down. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, you'll if you you yank something off of a ship, and if it isn't going in the right direction, it may drift off into space, and there's nothing you can do about it because it's it's past your your grip of the the. the the length of your grapple gun or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh. So yeah, it, it's cool. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it as a, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like a chill game. It's nothing. It's, it's not super hard. And even if you do kind of have a little bit of a failure, it's not like it's the end of the world or anything like that. Um, oh. Yeah. So that's a hard space ship breaker that's on uh, steam right now. Oh, it's That's an early a terrible night. I know it's bad. I mean, Shipbreaker would be okay um, if it was just that. But like I said, I guess there's another game on Steam called Shipbreaker, so they had to add hard space to it, which they could have added anything to it. They didn't have to add hard space. I don't know. It sounds it, like a it sounds like a spoof action hero. Yeah, it does. It also sounds like it's part of a series when it's not, like <laughs> like the Hard Space series or something. Yeah. Starring Big McLarge Huge. Yeah, Big yeah. McLarge Huge, and he in Hard Space Shipbreaker. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap up our um, intro games here. Um, and now we're going to get into the big one, um, which is our Last of Us 2 spoiler cast. So um, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about um, basically anything and everything, uh, story-wise, gameplay-wise. Um, and if you are, if you haven't played the game and you're looking to not be spoiled, this would be the time to tune out. We're not going to cover anything after this, so you can you can stop the podcast and uh, wait for our next one. Um, but if you're interested and you want to stick around. We're going to get right into it. So uh, I'm just going to put, I'm going to start with 30 minutes. I know that's going to be nowhere near enough time, but um, I scheduled 100 hours so uh, we can uh, see what we can fit in between 30 minutes and 100 hours. So here we go. I don't even know where to start, really. Um I think I will just kind of, well, I guess I'll start by introducing how we each experienced the game, because each of us experienced it in a very different way. Um, Lee played it in a more traditional setting, I'd say, um, just kind of running through it like you normally would a, a game like this. Um, Derek played it on stream on the Voxel YouTube and his Twitch channel, the whole thing, all uh, 25 plus hours of it. 
um, and I watched his stream. So I didn't even play it. I just watched. Um, so I do know all the story stuff, and you know I got a pretty good idea of how it plays, but I haven't actually played it, so um, I can't chime in too much on that. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of go around and we'll talk about our initial impressions, like what we overall think of the game, and then we can get into specific stuff that we want to discuss. So um, I guess, Lee, let's start with you on your overall impression of the game. Like, do you like it? Do you not like it? Is it a mixed bag? What What do you, uh, how do you feel? Well, I went in not expecting to like it because I was absolutely not a fan of the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the the hook with the first one for me is I don't actually like playing the first one, and the story is um, kind of warmed over zombie apocalypse type thing. The hook with that is the characters, um, mm-hmm. but really, kind of the the sticking point with me was the fact that the the gameplay was so rudimentary in the first one. Um, this, when you strip away the story, because you have to, I, I, I know people are like, the story is the key with this, but gameplay is a big component. So when you strip away the story, the gameplay, I find, is much better and more satisfying this time around than the first one. It's a little bit more refined in every single way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, did I mean, enjoy... I, can, I can tell that just watching it, being played, yeah. that it looks like it's a much better playing game than the first game. That was one of my problems with the first game too. Mm. Um, I never, I tried playing it probably three separate times, and yeah. just didn't like the way that it handled the stealth. I didn't like the way that it no. handled pretty much anything, and the story was was fine. But like you said, it's it was kind of like, for me anyway, a little well worn territory. Mm. But um, the thing with the first one is it's kind of a very much a, a pretty much a sort of straight line. Um, the first one it kind of leads you down a, a kind of a, a fairly very corridor. Mm-hmm. I think the thing with the gameplay of this one is it drops you into relatively open areas and it gives you a lot of options within that gameplay for various mm-hmm. which you didn't really have in the first one. Kind of hired for a brick at some point, but this is kind of it's quite well done level design within it within that kind of. Um, broken down, kind of left at one point, sort of um, area, like dilapidated area. It's kind of it's a it gives you a lot of options to really juice up your own gameplay um, and play it kind of more than one way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really kind of it. The first one gives you a lot of time to kind of play it one way, or you're going to die. Um, it would screw you over a lot the first one if you didn't play it the stealth way it wanted you to play it this kind of at certain points you could go in various different ways you can go stealthy you can go kind of hard you mm-hmm. can kind of um, fake people out a lot more I, I I did enjoy this one a lot more on, uh, uh, if we're doing a quick consolidated kind of thing I, I find this much more of an enjoyable game to control Mm-hmm. To, and I'll say that um, how you feel when you play it is a different thing entirely, and we'll probably talk about that a bit later. Yeah, I think. Yeah. All right, uh, Derek. What what was your impression throughout your experience? <laughs> I guess I'll um, call it an experience. Yeah. We're going to call it an experience because generally that's 
not the way I would have played the game. Um, yeah. It would have been a lot more like relaxed, probably have taken double the amount of time that we did the stream in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it. Overall, I'd say I really enjoyed the game. I understand what they did with some story parts. Um, and in the end, after like thinking about it, after my initial reactions that you see like on the stream and stuff like that, yeah. um, I really liked what it did. Ooh. Aside mm-hmm. from the part that they decided to cram in as many controversial issues as they could into it, which weren't entirely necessary where they could have kind of, they could have shined a little bit more on the story, but they decided to take the route they did with it. And I think that's, that would be like, it's shortfalling. But as Lee had said, it's definitely a hell of a lot better feeling than the first one. Um, it does open up a lot more and, um, it gives you different styles to play. Like you said, you can go in stealth or you can kind of go in blazing or you can kind of mix it up too because it kind of it gives you the tools to be able to do that to where you can like kind of go in and then you can like make yourself disappear again and then slowly start taking out to where the first one was like way more strictly stealth based. And I think like maybe a week or so beforehand, I had like loaded up the first one to go back and play on a harder difficulty and it just was not fun at all. Um, but coming in this one this one was like it was much more fine-tuned gameplay was really fun Um, the worlds and the environment and the way it looked were absolutely gorgeous and um, I really didn't run into that many if any issues with it I think every now and then I'd have like a little like stutter glitch happen as far as like screen Terry but that was pretty much it nothing really weird or anything all right, so um, so for me, all I got really was the story experience, uh, with Ooh. the exception of you know I can kind of, I could tell just by, you know the way it, watching it that it, it it definitely plays better than the first game. At least the parts that I didn't like about the first game, it seems like, um, the stealth is handled a little bit better than the first game, which was really frustrating for me in that game. Um, And as far as the story goes, I think... um, I think it's, you know, it's, you know, more of the, you know, bleak, post-apocalyptic zombie kind of future that I've personally seen way too much of. Um, You know, it's it's why I stopped watching The Walking Dead, because I thought it just kind of got repetitive over and over again like nothing really um nothing really original was going on um it was just like a wait and see who the next person is that's going to die kind of thing um but i do i do like the split they do with the game where they kind of pull a um Metal Gear Solid 2 halfway through and make you play as you know Abby as opposed to Ellie the whole time um, and kind of give you a different perspective on all of that kind of stuff I think it's too long <laughs> uh, like you know uh, uh, Derek you, you kind of 
managed to blow through that section pretty quickly. But I still think that it kind of dragged on for a little bit too long. Um, just from a like seeing as a as a purely viewing pacing situation. Um, and then I think the ending, like I I understand it obviously, but I think it, I think I would have been more satisfied if it ended the um with Dina and Ellie you know just living happily ever after at their camp their their house i think that would have been a completely fine ending for me anyway um yeah that's that's probably my take on it mostly story focused obviously cuz the also how did tommy survive Uh, he got okay. shot in the cheek, didn't he? No, he didn't get shot in the cheek. Um, Jesse, Jesse, yeah, was the one that got shot in the face. Yeah, and then she, 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 she shot him on the floor. She shot him on the side. No, um, he, she, no, no, she, no. She shot him in the face when he fell down. A lev shoots him in the leg. I believe yeah. with the arrow, and then yeah, she caps him in the side of the face, and it just. Pops his face out of it, and he's kind of like half blind, I believe, in the kind of in the what should have been well, what seems like the coda, yeah, yeah, mm, mm. Mm. um, yeah, that was just very because I I thought for sure that he was just gone, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, I thought he was gone too until until he wasn't. Yep. Um. Yeah, so, um, yeah, what do we want? What specific stuff do we want to talk about now? Um, do we want to get what's that? No, go on. Uh, do we want to just get into the uh, I mean, we kind of started talking about the ending already. Do we want to talk like explore that and then go backwards? Um, well, we, uh, no, we could go through to the ending, I guess. You can start kind of whether it sets because there's an argument and there has been an argument to say whether it's a badly set up story going in more than it is going out. Um, I've seen that argument quite a lot and I don't necessarily agree with it, but I, I do recognize that a lot of people feel like it's based upon something very flimsy. Um, and I, I really don't agree with that kind of. No, you know, is, is there flimsiness possibly to the way it ends up? Maybe, but I, I think it's a story that kind of it makes sense that it plays out the way it does as a story. I think. If yeah, you... I think it started off strong. Like mm. I think it had a good start to it. Mm. The middle got kind of shaky, and I think it could have ended better. Mm. It all really based based upon how you feel about these characters from the first one, mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's definitely ambiguous the way the thing ends. How you feel about Joel? We know how the first one ends, right? Kind yeah. of, yeah. yeah. So obviously, he wipes out the people that could have potentially, you know, the last neurosurgeons in the world um, to save her. 
it's ambiguous as to whether kind of he really sees Ellie as Ellie or whether he sees Ellie as an extension of Sarah. And there's a weird conflict there or whether he's doing it for her or doing it for him. Um, mm-hmm. And it's best not really to take Ellie because Ellie takes a very strange turn in this one where she's quite ruthless. And there doesn't seem to be any kind of... Um, any indication that she's ruthless in the main game of The Last of Us one, but there is in in um what's the what's the what, what's the spinoff? Uh, Left Behind, where it tells where, the story where she's kind of protecting Joel. Yeah, we're mixed with the kind of there's the innocence of what she is when she's she's with a, a friend that she's directed, and there's the kind of a weird brutality of the things she's learned from Joel that she takes when she's trying to save him. And she's absolutely kind of taking everyone out, uh, which is kind of the element you see in this one. There's much more of the way she is in Left Behind at, the, at those Joel sections than there is of her in the main game of Last of Us 1. So kind of, it makes sense going into that. Um, so in, makes... in Left Behind, you play as Ellie? Yes, it's all Ellie. Mm-hmm. So all right. there's a there's a part in The Last of Us one where Joel gets gravely injured and he's wiped mm-hmm. out till winter. Um so there's a uh, you see kind of the way Ellie is when she's more innocent. Um and then you see her kind of scavenging to go and get the things to save Joel. Yeah. Uh, in the interim that you don't see in the main game. So yeah, so that but so you look at that going in. Um to the second one. Um, and you sort of, it depends on whether you see that thing in Joel that is kind of, Joel did maybe the right thing kind of to, for him, uh, mm-hmm. but not necessarily for absolutely anybody else. Because everything that kind of Joel does has a kind of ramification now, if that makes sense, uh, or what is now in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, you know, that weird sort of, uh, um, the fireflies weren't great, but they were meant to be kind of the hope. Um, and Joel wiping, essentially wiping those out, has made a lot of awful people spring up in in their absence. So, kind of while they're all sitting there doing their rustic thing at the beginning, where everything seems to be fine, but Ellie's not particularly happy, and kind of it's all a bit of a fabrication. So, kind of um, he had Joel had it coming. I, I would I would honestly say Joel had it coming. Did I want to see it? No. Um, did I need to see it? Uh, no. But kind of, it's there. Uh, that's that's the hard thing. I mean, that tells you when you drop in or drop out. I think when you see him, when you see him go, and you realise it's going to be kind of a a, a kind of a one note thing for Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is very one note thing for Ellie. I think that's why, arguably, Ellie's Ellie's thing drags a little bit because it's just a a straight line. Uh, it's a straight grim line of um, of kind of revenge, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it does make it a bit of a chore to get through. Um, I mean, this is a particularly grim. Um, dystopia we put them in I mean there's Walking Dead and then there's kind of this is more like the road 
Um, have you ever seen The Road? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that sort of that. That's where it might turn some people off. They're like, that's too glum. I like The Road. I've seen The Road. Like, I'm one of those weirdos that see The Road more than once. I'm like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a weirdo like that. Um, I got through two boxes of tissues with The Road and I didn't cry once. <laughs> Think about that. Um, <laughs> um, I, think, <laughs> I think for like the beginning part two, one of the things that I like that they did was they didn't right away like allude to why she was so mad at him in the beginning of the game mm. as it was leading up to essentially his death that they kind of explained it later on. Um, mm. I like that because from at least for me, it gave me that wonder of like, all right, what's going on? Did she find out? How'd she find out? What exactly is going on? Because you have like the little back and forth where she's angry and then she kind of starts forgiving him and then it leads into what happens with his death and all. So it gave you that kind of like wonder, which it, it waited till a good, if I can remember, it was a good bit of way into the game until it gave like that flashback. Yeah, uh, it was a wise. It was a ways, yeah. I'll tell you something uh, like, interesting about that that I just found out. Well, go on, carry on. Sorry. Oh no, that's just that's just kind of what I was saying to add into like that part that you were talking about, since it kind of like tied in like with that little section. Is um, mm. I think if they would have explained that earlier, it would have mm. been like a completely different feel for um, the death and everything. Because I think like you know the whole beginning sets up for that happening. Mm. Um, and I think if you would have known that there, you kind of would have felt a little bit differently about mm. that scene. There's a, there's a weird thing that I've just found out because I've been listening to a lot of these things and a Druckmann who wrote it has been talking about stuff that was meant to be in the game but was cut at the last minute. Um, and there's that scene, that, that, that horrible scene where kind of Joel dies. Um, and... The, the thing they cut out from that thing that we don't see is, as he you know, he's, obviously his brain's gone because he's been, you know, he's been beaten to death. Mm-hmm. And he looks at, he's, he's um, looking at um, Ellie and all he can say is Sarah, um, which gives it another weird layer, another weird kind of can't let it rest layer to the whole mm-hmm. thing. That's an interesting thing. Um, kind of, there's a there's still a non-reconciliation because you always get that idea that it's an uneasy father-daughter relationship through the whole thing, even through the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Oh God, we get to the flashbacks, Jesus. So I always get the there's an unease to the thing that isn't just to do with a, you lie to me. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of like the, his overprotectiveness and stuff like that. Like, um, I think that those parts like completely made sense, which kind of there... gave you that feel. Because kind of even with the first one, like Sarah is a good like push to why he's like so hell bent on making sure this journey happens, and then that breaking point at the end of the first game where he goes back in to save her. Mm. Like well... that's all predominant there. When he dies um, and she goes back to his house to go, go and clear his stuff out, you go through and you pick things up and you remember things that you did with Joel. And then you go upstairs and you see a picture of Joel with Sarah and Joel with Ellie. 
but it won't let you pick up the Ellie picture. It will only let you pick up the the uh, Sarah picture. Um, it won't let you look at the other one where you're with him, which I think is kind of it's all weirdly layered in all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that you wasn't able to pick the other picture up, even though you probably wanted to look at it. No, I don't. I don't think I did. But like, like mm. one of the things too is I can't wait to do another playthrough of this to where I can actually, you know, just go bit by bit as I want to and take as much time or blow through something as fast as I do versus how we did it for the um for the stream. Mm. But yeah, so it is very bleak getting through. But I guess I don't know. How did you feel watching it, Ryan? That kind of that one note kind of mission through the three days yeah on, well, like i Ellie's said it, it seemed like um it seemed like that part the ellie's part dragged on a lot longer than um abby's part and i don't know if that was because it you actually went through it faster or um it was because there was like it was it was less of a i think it's i think it's just longer people say that it's an even amount of time but thinking about all the stuff that happened in either one, and I think the Ellie section is longer. Um, Mm -hmm. Not only, uh, mostly because you have that open world section where you can kind of explore at your own will. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's not huge, and it's not, there isn't a whole lot to do there, but it is a kind of however you want to, however long you want to spend in here, you can, versus the rest of it, which is more Mm -hmm. or less a linear shot through the game. It's kind um, of a bit of a gameplay liar, that first area, isn't it? It leaves you to think it's all going to be like that, and it literally does that once. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was expecting there to be at least one or two more sections like that, and then there weren't. So yeah. it's a little strange to have that in there and then not. And I also don't think they did anything particularly great with it. Um, yeah. it. It just felt like more of like the... You know, all the little stores and houses you go through through the main game just kind of spread out across this uh, big open field area. Um, mm. You know, you're still just finding notes that kind of fill in a little bit of the lore, which I think is kind of like a, a more or less a kind of a cheap way to do that kind of storytelling. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, it's it's just like you're still just finding, you know, you're opening up filing cabinets and finding duct tape in it and, uh, you know, ammo here and there and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just didn't overall when after you were done with it, Derek, I was just like, that was it. That's all that was. Um, that's all that was going on there. There wasn't anything, anything more significant. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. just what it seemed like from my <laughs> perspective. Yeah, and, like, with that, part of it, too, is, like, the play style between the two characters is Ellie kind of retains that, like, more stealthy approach to stuff to Mm -hmm. where, you know, Abby's a trained soldier, pretty much. And um, with her, she's built, and the the way her weapons are and the weapons she has access to gives you that more fast pace. So it definitely changed when switching over. It changed the pacing of the game to where you could play more, like, running gun a little bit more fast paced without worrying as much to where you know if you tried to do that with la at some points you would just eventually get like worn down and stuff yeah yeah 
Yeah, I think the the gameplay styles are different between the two exactly. Um, just show it just based on the just based on the arsenal of weapons you have. Like Derek just said, you have a very different set of weapons for the most part. I think a lot of the this kind of thing with the sort of sort of exploration, sort of not, is how you feel about or how much you take on board of the design of the game kind of the aesthetic design or the conceptual design of the game whether you enjoy going through these areas and seeing exactly when the world stopped i think it's one of the best games i've seen that does that where you kind (laughs) of see how it you know everything just stopped and then um, nature took over and starts to kind of it's interesting to see that weird kind of environmental storytelling it's probably one of the best games i've seen that does that but whether you want to get propelled with the game or not, it kind of doesn't really kind of, apart from that first area, it pushes you through that. So kind of, you don't get to really kind of experience that as much on Ellie's side as you maybe do on, so it just becomes a corridor after a while. You don't really kind of, you want to quickly nip in and kind of get all your resources and grab your, uh, your bandages and shit. But you don't really want to hang around and just soak all that stuff in. Um, so it's kind of a bit of a waste in that first section, I think. It's far more interesting to see the world in in Abby's section, I think. Yeah. Just spend time in her world. You know, the, the dilapidated buildings and the way the offices went out and stuff like that. And I find all that stuff fascinating. Um, yeah. I totally agree with that too. Like we're like we're talking as we're going since you were able to stay ahead of me. Like some of those levels that you went through with Abby were like some of the best in the game. They were just they were they were horrifying. They were a blast to play through and they just looked fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, to where the open world, you know, it was kinda open. You kinda like the the downer of like the beginning part was like with Ellie once you like are setting out um, it's it's all open, but you're doing like the same thing in these little like squared off sections. Mm. Ultimately, to you know, to kind of be led to that one spot, and then from there you start branching out. Um, and then it becomes kind of a little bit more linear to where those mm. open areas really didn't get the shine as much as they could have. Like yeah. I think like going into the bank was awesome. How it was you know like broken down to the side of the hill and everything was kind of overgrown and you had to work your way down um i think if they would have had like maybe more stuff like that out there or kind of like reworked that beginning area maybe a little bit tighter but more stuff like that i think it could have shined a little bit more than it actually did yeah Mm. It's a, it's a weird one-note section, Ellie. But then it's meant to be one-note. She's on a one-note yeah. mission. Like that, where she's with Jesse. And it's like, we can totally go and save Tommy. It's like, no. And she's basically just used kind of um, go and save Tommy as an excuse to everyone. And mm-hmm. kind of, so the one-noteness, I guess, does play into it. But that also depends on how you buy into that sort of storytelling because as much as it, that is kind of cool storytelling, you've still got to play it. And that is still going to be possibly dull to some people. Um, I get what they're going for, but it can be a drag because it is just one kind of bleak trudge through the three days. So it's like, oh, geez. Mm-hmm. Mm, strange. It's strange. Um, 
And then to like kind of come out on like what Ryan was talking about with like the notes and mm. stuff we were finding along the way. Mm. Um, I think that was like it was kind of a hit miss type deal because mm. I'm gonna use like um, the notes for Isaac. They built him up so well within all these notes and stuff that we were finding about him and on the different soldiers and stuff as oh. you're making your way through. And then mm. once you finally have him there as a tangible, you know, character who's in front of you, mm. he just falls so short. Yeah. And that's I almost... think... Cool. Yeah, I was just saying, like, with the game of Hole, I think that's, like, the couple spots where they fell short or, like, they didn't utilize him, which could have been really great because he has this whole huge-ass area set up and is the main driving force of what's happening over here. Mm. And then the other thing is, once they actually, like, um, once they mention what it was about Ellie that could have been used to save humanity, mm-hmm. that's that's it. You now mm-hmm. know that it's a, para- a parasite-type deal in her head. There's some yeah. sort of organism in her head. Mm. But that's, that's it. They don't go into it anymore. Mm-hmm. They keep yeah. just they just keep on with this whole back and forth revenge story and just back and forth it so much. They, There's nowhere else to go with it though, is there? Because everybody that could do anything about with that is dead. They are the last neurologists in the world. They state that. So mm-hmm. there is nowhere else to go with that. What can you do with the parasite thing? Is there's nowhere else smart enough to kind of run with it? I guess that's why they didn't pursue it any further. I guess. Yeah, maybe they're, they're, they're just... the last. They're, they're, yeah. There's no one else after that. That's that's what's so heinous about what Joel did. Kind mm-hmm. of um, that that was their last shot. They're the only people left that can, mm-hmm. can smart enough to do this, I guess. And yeah. once you've got that, who else is there to tell the story? Kind of on a face to face value, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. I think that's like one of the the parts that give into this too, which allows the whole revenge thing to completely play out. Is as far as overall world building, you know, we still even even between two games, hardly know anything about um, the zombies or whatever you want to call them, the reanimated. Um, mm. We have some new types that have showed up now. We don't know why or how they've mutated or exactly. So, like, that whole wonder is there. Which left me to continuously saying as we were going through that stream to say, I think if they wanted another game, Ooh. it would need to be a prequel Ooh. about Day Zero or whatever they want to call it. Yeah. about the whole start of the outbreak or the whole downfall of civilization. I think if they want to go ahead with another game, that could be the only way. Yeah, I think if they look at that more conceptually than they do it scientifically, I think it's like they're basically, it's kind of, that's probably the one noteness of the first game is kind of, it's not really a scientific thing. It's more Druckmann saying kind of, it's nature's time again. Um, and that's as far as he really goes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he's kind of playing on like survival horror tropes. Um, more need like to admit the is, I think. I think he thinks he's making them a little bit more important than that. But you've still got the same sort of notes. You've still got the same sort of kind of um, set pieces. Um, but yeah, yeah it's this, more of a this. This one especially, I had huge like Resident Evil vibes at a lot of moments 
watching Derek play. And it totally should have played into that in the first one. Maybe that's what makes the first one so dry. That it's trying to be that thing. It is trying to be that thing. But it, it wants to steer away from that, so it keeps it very bug standard. This one leans into that kind of that, that set piece survival horror stuff a lot more and is a lot more successful as a gameplay experience for it. Like yeah, that sequence like that sequence in the hospital with um with um um oh what's her name? Abby in Ground Zero with like mm-hmm. the like the source and you get the Rat King and stuff like that. One of the best sequences I've seen in, in that sort of game. Mm-hmm. Um they should have just leaned into it in the first one really because just to be what you are if you're a genre game, you're a genre game. We've already got a game where it's supposed to be ultra-realistic in some sense. We'll ignore the monsters, but in some sense. But you've also got a radar, like a sonar, like you're a bat. So it's kind of... It's very weird with the way it wants to play its realism with its gaminess, if that makes sense. But the thing thing with that, which I guess we can hop into a little bit mechanic-wise right now, is having that sonar turned in is one of the plethora of things it gives people with um it gives accessibility to play it so maybe you have some sort of disability or something but then having this little feature helps you um there's a ton of different things that you could alter and customize the game to be the exact experience you want you know you can turn all this stuff off and then go completely blind or you could give yourself the little sonar for an area or um there is even like a bunch of stuff that we really didn't even dive into Mm. um to fine-tune customize and help out different people so i think that's one of the cool things that they've done with this is you don't Mm. see that in a lot of games like yeah a lot of places have like the standard accessibility options but i think they kind of went like above and beyond of what they have in there to get this experience out yeah, I would say that. I think of all the things this game does, we could probably get into that now. Its biggest success is its accessibility for absolutely everybody. Um, kind of visually impaired, sonically impaired, um, mm-hmm. ambulatorily impaired. Um, you could you could even turn off puzzles, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you can turn off all sorts of things. You can turn off um, um, like button mash. You can turn that sort of thing off if you're kind of not quick enough. Um, yeah. You can you can downplay the way the enemies come for you and stuff like that. You can downplay their AI. You can switch off part, individual parts of their AI if you go into some of the systems. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really really kind of that. That's the best thing about this, and I don't think it's been it's been it's talked about a little bit. At the start, but I think it's been lost a bit. I don't know how you have you seen much of that stuff because obviously you didn't play it. You just saw people tinker with it. Uh yeah, yeah. I, I've I've mm. seen probably as much as you have. Mm. Um, I think the thing that stood out the most was like this weird, almost like uh, voxely looking presentation of it, where it was like all gray with highlighted things that, um. Like the enemies and and stuff like that were all highlighted in different colors and and stuff, um, but yeah. But then when Derek went through and pointed out all these things that like he's like you were saying, you can customize the AI to tell them um, not to flank you, not to 
do um, all sorts of different kinds of stuff. And um, yeah, it's just it's a it's it's neat um, and it kind of, you know, and and as 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 neat as it is, it also like for somebody that may not need that can totally break the game, Um, which is, you know, it's it's kind of like a shows their willingness to allow something like that like it isn't this isn't just some sort of like pristine piece of art that needs to be experienced in one particular way they're mm. open to the um the uh notion that you can kind of customize your experience pretty much as much as you want uh mm. which is is cool but i imagine it also took a ton of work um and isn't something that is to be expected from every game, I imagine. No. Um, especially cool smaller that, games. Yeah. It's cool that you can change it on the fly. And it's also cool that it doesn't disable things, doesn't disable rewards like some games do. Right. You know, you do that and it kind of, well, you can't get your achievements now because you put on essentially kind of something that makes the game easier, you know, put on the yeah. infinite ammo mm-hmm. or something. So it's cool that they don't punish you for using those things. I like that as well. Kind of mm-hmm. that kind of altering of the actual ge- the enemy gameplay is is nice. Yeah, it just kind of cuts mm-hmm. out that uh, you know that try hard flexing people have with. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just beat it. Did you did you really play the game? Did you play it on hard or something like that? The guilt factor. Right. See, I- I turned on the so the sonar thing uh, because you could uh, beyond the the um, beyond the kind of the 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 focus you get where you see everything in black and white. You can also do a ping, which finds either items or or a thing. I turned that on. I don't think that's a weakness. I think that's stuff that kind of was already in the first game to some extent. Also, that thing that Derek didn't realize. Um, where you get a cone that tells you when people are actually seeing you. Which oh, yeah, the enemy awareness. Was just oh. a noise, wasn't it? It was just like you hear a wong, but you don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. So it's kind, of, it's kind of useless. But that was in the first game, where it would give you a little eye icon when things could see you. Or yeah, at... and it would like slowly fill up to where yeah. this one actually gave you like the direction. and the... That was super helpful and stuff, especially if you're trying to... like learn a new weapon or how it works or the range with it because um, yeah. unfortunately the scopes at least for ellie's rifle mm. um was probably the worst mechanic of the game mm. yeah yeah like it was just like i felt like in the one section where you're using it it just was not like you would do a shot and then you would adjust for your next shot and it would be completely off from what you thought you adjusted for like, mm. thank God for, you know, Ryan with his unlimited ammo spots. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have been screwed on a fucking tutorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the moments where I just all of a sudden you have unlimited ammo, like that truck part where you're driving and you just can't run out of pistol ammo. Mm. Uh, those parts, those parts were really fun. I'm kind of I'm glad they put them in there. You know, there was only like what, maybe like two or three of them. But mm-hmm. um, they're actually pretty fun. I enjoyed those those sequences. Mm. So, do you want to talk about the protagonist flip? 
Sure. The kind of the halfway through thing. Well, let's say your face when you found out you're going to play her. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, Lee, Lee watched me die on stream, and he immediately, immediately messaged me and was like, "Your face." <laughs> well, um, I mean, they kind of alluded to it when you played her at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like completely, but yeah. you know that was like. 12 hours ago so you can be forgiven if you've totally forgot that you actually played as her mm-hmm. <laughs> at the beginning of the game because yeah, uh, it was know. a very long time ago I think like the biggest like thing I think the one thing I like that they did even though I didn't want to like it was how they cut it off and flipped it mm. like you're in this middle of this intense ass scene Jesse just gets shot in the face because then I think she aims her gun down then, and then it cuts to a black screen. Mm-hmm. And then you come into uh, as her waking up, and it was just like, what? Yeah. Like, I think the whole transition into that switch was well. And like I said, for me, by the time I finished playing, I kind of changed my feelings as it was happening to like yeah. how I felt like I'm glad they did it. Um, yeah. as you got into it too, she was a ton of fun to play. Um, her combat style and the more fast paced was really, it was a nice feel and touch to everything. It's, I think it's, I think it's from, from my perspective, it was the stronger level design too. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Hands down. And, and, and more, more variety to it. You know, you go from, you know, you you, you kind of start in the same um, looks and stuff, but then like going to like the 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 island near the end, and then like that whole island is like on fire, and oh. <laughs> you're you're riding the horse through it, and mm. and everything like mm. that, and like just like the in that super intense um, sniper scene with Tommy. Where he's Ooh. sniping you down the the highway, um, yeah. Like n- there was nothing like that in Ellie's section. Ooh. No, like like nothing even close to that. Either of those really, um, wow. and it, it was just you know in Ellie's it was just the same kind of like gray green Seattle, rainy Ooh. and and and. and cloudy and and shit and uh was pretty much the entirety of it um whereas abby had much more variety in her Mm -hmm. environments and stuff like that yeah it's a weird thing because um uh, i watched like i say i watched eric play it and he reacted to it not narratively he reacted to it totally emotionally it's like well fuck this it did, I don't think you had a problem with the story of changing it. It was just like you reacted so kind of vibe-wise to it. Like I think it's kind of cool in a weird way. It wanted yeah. you to do that. That's totally the aim of the game. And I guess the one thing to mention here, too, with mm. that is I managed to stay pure mm. as far as going into playing it. I did mm. not watch anything. All mm. I knew was when it was coming out, that it was coming out. And I think maybe I saw the the trailer during E3 or whatever. Mm. I stayed away from the leaks. I stayed away from anybody talking about it. 
I stayed away from any YouTube videos that I normally watch on games and coverage of it. I stayed away of everything coming up to it. So when Ryan was like, hey, and presented the idea of doing it like this, I was like, oh, hell yeah, this will, you know, it's going to be a completely new experience, but it's going to be completely genuine to what you're seeing of me through the webcam because I didn't know anything that's going on with it. Like, yeah, nothing. Mm. So like, yeah, that, so the Abby thing was part mm. of the leak. Yeah. Um, so was Joel dying was, mm. was in the leak. Um, but no context. So that's kind of yeah. like was, was the mm. big problem with the leak was that it was just kind of like those points and not like any information around, um, you know, how it leads up to Joel. Like, when does it actually mm. happen? Um, why are you playing as Abby? Who is Abby? And stuff like mm. that. Um, and so, so the reaction by people was very much like just the very idea um, and not so much like, is there justification for it? Um, What's what's strange is that's still sort of kind of the view. Despite the fact that people who played it, I think they reacted so kind of, which is not, you know, it's an individual thing. I'm not going to slate people for it. The, the fact that people kind of took that on board so much, I don't think they could look past it. I think maybe. Yeah. It's a, it, it, maybe it's a tough ask. Maybe it's something you can't pull with video games because it's not done often. It's, I'll, say th- I'll say this, for something, a game that was kind of so well-respected first time, mm-hmm. um, to kind of go into your second game in a franchise and completely upend everything, it's a ballsy move. It's a ballsy, it, it is, because look at the reaction to it. The reaction yeah. has kind of been, you know, I'll, I'll give them credit. They didn't, they didn't play the easy game. They didn't play the mm-hmm. safe game. Um, well, I, I mean, that's why at the when I wife we started about it, I made the comparison to Metal Gear Solid Two, yeah. because that's exactly what they did with that game. Was yeah. total. I mean, even sooner than they did with with this game with Last of Us Two, they were like, e- even in the well, yeah, I guess so. Even in like the previews for Last of Us Two, it was just you know gameplay with Ellie. Um, it, leading up to Metal Gear Solid Two, it was just mm. the tanker part of that game where you're playing a snake, and then mm. surprise, you're not playing a snake throughout mm. the next for the next like ninety percent of the game. Um, and people and, are still, you know, and people, people yeah, people still whine and and complain about mm. that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a thing that, um, uh, a but, gamer thing as you will. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the whole thing about that second section, that second section kind of explains the game more than the first one does. And um, the whole of Abby's journey kind of is the end, you know, is kind of the key to the game, you know, Eddie, um, Abby does what she does. And then you pick up with her after she's done what she does. And through those three days where she's um, kind of going through her her pro, you know, her her timeline until she gets to wherever she gets to, um, she she's just doing her thing. Um, while Ellie's going on this rampage, the, the universe doesn't care in a weird way. 
and it's kind of the the, the, the kind of the point in a weird way the point is the triviality of that revenge cycle and the violent cycle you know mm-hmm. kind of the world just carries on you know you could go there on your little little journey but it doesn't really matter and it only really kicks in when you get to the end and you see the ramifications that's the first time she even thinks about Ellie again is when she hits that she hits the aquarium and she sees everybody dead um and it's kind of i guess that's that's the key of it really and then it it sets it all off again um yeah it's a it's and then you kind of you kind of have that again at the very end where abby looks down at ellie who when she's tied to that pete that piece of wood and she's just like you like Like I've never, I haven't thought about you in however long, right? Six months, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just like, why are you here again? <laughs> there's uh, yeah. there's other whole narrative as well, where kind of Abby, so much stuff in made of this, and it makes me angry. So I'm just going to talk about what she does, where she's kind of, you see her as a kid, and you see Abby after her dad's been killed, and then she's like. I'm going to get this guy that has kind of taken out an entire kind of team of, mm-hmm. of people. So she kind of gets herself in, I need to tear up this one guy army thing. And she builds herself up so she can take Joel on, you know, and mm-hmm. she's kind of, she's, she's ripped and stuff. As soon as she's done what she's done, she lets that go and she gets smaller and smaller as, as the game goes on, if that makes sense. Uh, oh by yeah, the time you see she her, was yeah. She was definitely like nothing when you got to the end there. She lets that, like, but even when you see her in Santa Santa Barbara before she gets captured, she's a lot smaller than she was. She's let that go. In a weird way, Abby is the most kind of weirdly sympathetic character, or the weirdly most giving character. In a weird way, there's times when she teeters over the edge when she's pushed. But it's easier to pull her back than it is to pull um, pull Ellie back, if that makes sense. It just takes a word from Lev to let it go, if if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, don't. And then she's like, you're right, don't. She lets her go. So I, I actually found um, Abby the most interesting character. I found, her, I, I found her quite, especially her connection with Lev and her willingness to kind of take them in is kind of I found it quite. Um, I I found I know she's been a controversial character, but I actually really enjoyed her. Derek just wanted to die all the way through, <laughs> but I quite liked her. Derek, do you want to talk about yeah. the one in the die? <laughs> yeah, no, I really, I really did want her to die. Even though, like, like I said, I did enjoy playing as her. Mm. Um, I think being playing as her was necessary to how they told the story. Mm. Mm. Um. But I did, I did ultimately want to see her die. Um, but like as Ryan said, if it would have ended with Dina and Ellie in the house, and that was the end of the game right there, mm. I would have been satisfied. Maybe if we had mm. like a little snippet of what happened with um, Abby and Lev, because I really enjoyed mm. Lev as a character. Um, that would have been a great ending. The fact that they had to like rekindle the entire game and then pack it into this little quick like hour or two segment 
to then finish yeah. off the game, I think was in, highly in pretty much the same way that they finished it off the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Except Ellie's in yeah. an even worse situation because now Dina and the kid are gone. Yep. Mm. Yep. Um, and now but, she, she can't she can't play the guitar either. Yeah, but that's that's yeah, but that's letting Joel go, isn't it? Losing those well, fingers, yeah, losing yeah, the that's, ability. That's that's kind of storytelling. Yeah, box. that's what that was all about. Um, yeah, and uh, but she could have done that by like putting the guitar in a closet. <laughs> but she, it's, she, didn't uh, have, yeah. she didn't have to lose fingers and and go on a two hour or a six month rampage um, to to do that to 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 drive that point home, right? But it's what they all do, though. It's what they all do. Tommy did it. Um, once they're detached from kind of their, their grounding, they kind of just go weird. They go odd. It's kind of uh, Tommy's wife is what grounds him. Once he's, let, once he's removed from his wife, he turns into the lunatic that's shooting people on the pier. Um, do you know what I mean? And he keeps, he keeps it going. Once he's not with her, he just keeps it going. I've, got, I've, I've found out where she is and stuff. It's almost like those grounding... That grounding thing kind of doesn't work for them. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, and when she goes, I I think the problem with the end is it'd be better if it wasn't so truncated. Maybe if they'd mm-hmm. spread, maybe if they'd make the end have a little bit more. It felt rushed. I think that's the problem with that. It that did, and that whole encounter, like she was just tied up for who knows how long on that uh, post. Mm. And she yeah. was able to fight like that and last that long after? No, the first couple of times she got cut or stabbed or hit, that would have been mm. the end of it. Mm. All we know is they're slavers now. Why are they slavers? Who are they? How long have they been there? Why have they captured her? Why do they keep them there for so long? Why do they put them to the... Yeah, it all feels too squished. If they'd have let that breathe, maybe, it would have been a longer game. But it the end doesn't... Between kind of her, them getting off the boat and them fighting at the boat, it just feels a bit kind of squished. Yeah, and it I think doesn't they, feel earned. They could have used the first ending. Mm. They could have held their second ending, beefed it up a little bit more, flushed mm. it out a little bit more, made it a mm. better experience, and released it as a DLC. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people have the argument Could've... that Abby's side should be at the, the third game. I think that whole Santa Barbara thing could have been the third game, maybe. You know, you leave the second game with her going off to find her, and then the third game, or like the, the DLC for the third game is her going to find her. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. But, but Yeah, it did some cool things. It did some things that made you wonder. I I personally think it tried to push, like, too many controversial issues and stuff like with like like um like the killing of the pregnant lady um the whole lesbian and all that kind of stuff the like the completely unnecessary sex scenes to the thing um um i don't know well that's they just added a bunch of stuff that weren't necessary to where they could have flushed out other stuff a lot better. That's Ellie's character, though. That's set up that she's kind of she's gay. Um, yeah, yeah. like I said, that's behind. 
that's not a problem at all. The problem mm. is like how much they have it up in your face. Oh, I didn't find like that at least that's place. that's how I felt. Yeah, I think the only time it's really up in your face as if you want to call it up in your face is when um, it's a little cliche the way the drunken bartender has a pop at them. And that's the only thing that, that felt a little bit cliche. It could have been better done. Um, I was all right with it. I was all right with it. I was okay with Lev. You know, Lev, Lev is a situation where we, uh, we talk. Um, Lev identifies as a boy. Yeah. Um, that's. And I think that was that was done well because remember, even yeah. I was like, even that I was, was confused it. at one point, and I was like, wait, wait a minute. It but says like, more okay, about once they them. explained it, they explained yeah. it well. Yeah. And um then it was like, oh, okay, cool, this totally makes sense now. Okay, I get this back and forth that happened. Because it's narrative. Whereas mm-hmm. um the original beef wasn't narrative. This is narrative the way the Seraphites are fundamentalists and the mm-hmm. way they treat and because obviously she can't they can't be a overly young wife now. Um, because it's like it's it's abhorrent to them, so it kind of I, I thought that worked in. I just think maybe that the the first the first thing with Ellie at the very beginning of the game is a little cle- yeah probably a little bit cliche. I think that's the problem. I guess you know the way the the reaction. I think that like, oh, you were kissing in my bar. It's like oh, come on. Well, yeah, they didn't really. So when I first saw that, obviously at the end you kind of see the whole, um, mm. the whole dance and kiss scene, mm. um, play out, like the night before, which you didn't see, um, and then that's where the old guy was like, you know, he calls him a dyke and everything like that, mm. um, but. Previously, I, that's not what I was thinking that that guy was upset about. Right. Remember, we were we were thinking that oh, is this, is is Dina really sleeping around with this many people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like, just she's sleeping with Jesse. She's sleeping with Ellie. She's sleeping with this old guy. Um, that's what I thought was like the conflict there, and I think that's what they kind of set up the weirdness of that situation in the first place is that Dina's kind of like bouncing between well it ends up being um, Jesse and Ellie but uh, and I think that's where they went with it instead of necessarily making it strange about or um, doubling down on the you know lesbian or in Dina's case by um, angles Mm. Um, and then of course you find out that the kid is obviously Jesse's at the end. Mm. Um, but I yeah. totally missed the the Dina pregnant part. Um, I missed that during your streams or something. That that was the reason why she was staying behind was because she was pregnant. But yeah, that doesn't um, come up till they get to the theater. They kind of they kind of drop it in on you. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's after you do like it was that like running scene, and then she's getting winded a lot, and Ellie's kind of like, "Yo, what's up?" Once you get into that theater, and then she's just like, "I think I'm pregnant." Mm. Yeah, 
And she'd uh, run a lot before that, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly she's not all right with it because the story needs to tell you. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the thing that, that I picked up most from it was kind of the, 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 the weird sadness, the unresolved sadness of Joel and Ellie. I, I always think it's an uneasy um, like father-daughter thing. You know, he doesn't really respect what she wants or what she what she is, what she should be, what she wants to do. Kind of, there's that that scene where you see the flashback and finally they did reconcile, and she mm-hmm. tells them that she's pissed, and she explains to them, "I would have died. Um, you know, I, I I would have accepted it. It would have mattered. I would have done something that mattered. I would have saved people." And Joel tells you, if if it had happened again. I'd have say I've done the same thing, and it's kind of that makes a lot of people go ah. That makes me go, you don't respect what she wants at all. You just want what you want, Joe. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I I think that's a controversial thing for the fans, but you know he he basically just wants to preserve her as a version of what he originally had, and. I think Ellie realizes that that's not what it is. But once once it's done and that thing's been done, she all she could do is reconcile with him. She can't stay angry with him. She can't reverse that. She can't now donate herself to science. So she's got she's got to be with Joel. She knows Joel's always going to be there. It's a it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I don't know. I found that really weird. Uh, that that is kind of she t- she told you what she wants what she would have done and you don't respect it. Um, I don't know, I don't know. That's weird. Probably because I'm not a parent, I guess. I think like for that it was just mm. him like solidifying like the reason he made his decision is because mm. that's what you know. Even though it could have been a self, you know, it was a selfish thing because of mm. Sarah. And losing mm. her, and now having Ellie, um, mm. it was just solidifying that, like, yeah, mm. he doesn't feel anything wrong about what he he did. He mm. felt that was right at that time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a very complex last couple of hours. That is, mm. um, the argument of why she goes off to do what she does in that last two or three hours well, probably because she's depressed <laughs> she's you don't think straight you know you've got PTSD you're depressed you don't think like should I stay with Dean you know you just it's that when she walks around the house and there's her like 3am thoughts which you don't want when you're, you're depressed PTSD um, mm-hmm. that's when you make those irrational decisions it's, a, it, it's not bad writing that she goes I, I fundamentally disagree with that uh, the way it's played out at the end it seems truncated so they can get to the end. But the reason she goes, I, I, I'm on board with, I think. Okay, you know, She's so... not thinking right. She's, she's, yeah. she's you know. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think that from a writing standpoint it no. isn't justified. Uh, no. I just don't think from like a... I don't know. I just don't think they spent enough time with it, I guess, is probably... Yeah. It, it, it felt like it was very, like you said, before rushed. Like, um, mm. 
it's like they spent they spent a little bit of time with you like sitting on the tractor with the kid and spend like a little bit of family time and oh. then um having the the PTSD attack and oh. Oh. then immediately Tommy shows up with the map and oh. um you know then literally next scene you know the half empty bed with Dina and you know, you know, she's Ellie's packing stuff up and ready to go. And then she's gone. Um, it's like, it doesn't even have time to, um, breathe, uh, the, the, the moment to moment. Um, and then, and then the, the whole, the gameplay sequences there, I think are, um, also rushed, uh, Mm. and like you know you're you're like ellie gets to that city and she's like okay there's that tall round building and it looks like mm. it's you know a mile away and then all of a sudden you're there um mm. yeah it just yeah. it just felt like it was all just you know it, it, was, it was rushed yeah and i think it would have been better as either another section of the game even though i mm. think the game's already long enough as it is mm. um or like derek said a, a dlc or something like that mm. where um you go back and um mm. and, and and do that or something i don't know uh it just yeah. it just seemed like for um for what it was trying to say it didn't mm give enough time for the moments to breathe and then at the end too where she's got the guitar and she can't play it and hmm. stuff it just doesn't uh. e- even that felt rushed yeah yeah so you I... get to the island um she gets her machine gun and she goes to kill everybody to get to the end game it's the hospital at the end of the first game you know you kit mm-hmm. her up with the heavy artillery and she's going to get everyone it's the same pattern but it's dumbed down. It's definitely dumbed down with the um, with the condensing to wrap everything up. Definitely. And so those things stand out and seem a little bit more cheesy and a little bit more on nose, I think. Um, I don't know whether it's there's been content cut or whether it was literally that truncated. But it, yeah. there's so many things that make me think it was probably trimmed. Bad, I want to say constructed. I want to say trimmed because, like, in that end section too, when you let all those prisoners out, they're mm. just like, "Oh shit, she's bit!" Like out of nowhere, just like she's mm. bit, and then they're like, "She's like, no, nah, I'm fine." Then they're like, "All right," and then mm. like that's it. That's at the point when she's, I think, feel like she's um, not really content with going through with it because she lets them all go. Whereas she would have taken them out previously. The, the, oh, the WLF, those, WLF. Those were the prisoners, though. Those were yeah. the people that they were taking. Yeah, but she's still been killing the WLF through the whole of the game. <laughs> so she kind of, she's already starting to ease off at that point. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a. No, it's but a, I don't a, think they were. They don't. They weren't generally all WLF or the wolves. Those people were just like. Um, oh, X Fireflies. Sorry, they, they were the, the they were not the wolves. They were the the end of the Fireflies, weren't they? Yeah, I think there were some the... of the, and then I think just like some normal people too. They would have had it been. 
So oh yeah. no, no, I don't even think they were fireflies because when they when Abby gets to that house because she's heard of this, I mm. think that whole fireflies thing was a setup for the uh, with the snakes or whatever they were called, the rattlers or whatever. I still I think, think that's thing. <laughs> I I think they weren't set up well enough that they had this setup that we got led into with the whole fireflies thing because then you're in that house and then immediately you get caught so you kind of can, can connect those two things there but then after that it's just not flushed out so were there really fireflies there yeah there was that I, setup there but i thought um wasn't wasn't the person on the other end of that radio 100 percent tommy Well, it sounded a lot like him, and then somehow Ellie had the address on that piece of paper. Mm, I I don't know. Like, how else would she have gotten that written address? It's not very clear. We don't know how he found it, but I think that whole radio thing was purely a setup. Mm. Like... thinking on it the way like that end part played out that as soon as they went to come out of the house they were then captured by them well but it's slim enough to think that people would go in there specifically to go into the basement behind a cupboard to go and turn on the system to call people to go back out to it's such a slim thing that somebody would have found that radio that i can't see that it was a setup if that makes sense it's so slim that anybody would have found that other than Mm -hmm. they were specifically looking for it that I, I can't see that it would have been a viable trap. Yeah, which so is, I guess the part that I missed they... there was how did Abby find out about it, that it was possibly there? She sold a gun to find that information that it was there. She sold her big, like, super-duper rifle. I think Lev says, I hope this information was worth it. Okay. As I, as I walk into town, he said, well, you sold your pistol. That's why, mm-hmm. you, got no, that's why you got no stuff left. Um, so they kind of, yeah, they got information that it was in there. Yeah, but I think it's so slim that anybody would have found that, that it's a really weak trap. I mean, there's some questionable writing. I don't think it's that questionable. I don't know. But that's another thing of where everything's just squished. Everything just keeps mm-hmm. happening in that last two hours or last hour and a half. And it's like, I guess it might be easy to come to that conclusion, but it doesn't make sense, but kind of... Here's all the people that you've never seen or heard of before that are now the real bad guys. They're the worst of all of them. Um, yeah, and I mean, you don't that's... know anything about them. Yeah, that I mean that was just to make a comparison there. That was kind of like the last season of Breaking Bad, where mm-hmm. uh, you know all of a sudden you have this ultimate menace that shows up and is mm-hmm. is ends up being the the that's that was my comparison there when that was happening i'm like okay so these are going to be not only are these guys showing up and you've never heard about them before but they're going to be the worst people that have ever been in this game and um they kind of were i guess they were like enslaving people to turn them into the zombie things or something like that because they had them like they had the the zombies they chained up and stuff in their courtyards and things like that. I don't really know what... You could could actually use them for gameplay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I figured you could. Yeah, you could pick off their chains and they go and distract everyone. 
Um, I I just don't like that's just another thing of like there's there's dots there that need to be filled in on like Mm. what are those people actually doing there like what was yeah are are they turning people into them was that that why they put them up on those poles or I don't know it's it's weird it's thin it's they're not the only character the only people to get the chop I feel like Isaac is supposed to be a bigger thing than he is yeah Isaac was kind of like a disappointment all around. Yeah, he's he's in like two scenes of the whole game, yeah. and, and he was so built up through those notes and stuff to where like, like at least for me, I was like, wow, okay, I hope we get to like come across this guy or have an encounter with him or have something that's going to be that. And then what we get is meeting him and then watching him die. And he's not yeah. the sort of actor you use for two scenes. Jeffrey Wright is not that sort of actor. If you've got him, you use him, and they yeah. barely used him. Very strange. So I feel like that's another chop somewhere, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, that part, that that moment was strange. The, it, I guess as cool as that scene was, where you were riding the horse through the burning village and stuff like that. Um, mm. Wasn't it supposed to be like a small force going in to to attack the island? I thought that's what. They were talking about, and then all of a sudden, the vill- the entire village is on fire, and <laughs> there, there's there's it was weird dozens they talk- of people. Yeah, they just talked just... a couple different plans that you heard about. Oh. So that's where it got confusing because at one point they were talking about a small stri- strike team, which Abby was supposed to be a part of. Mm. Yeah, and then at the same time, they were also gearing up for like a full scale, like we're wiping these people the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. I decided to go all in. Yeah. I don't know if it's got anything to do with him just being pissed off that people were going AWOL or... I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. That wasn't well, really thinned yeah. out either. The whole no. going out... Um, Owen going off on his own. It's there. And... I don't know. I don't know. They're strange. They're, they're, now I'm looking at it, I can see those holes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the bits that are crafted are, are so kind of played out that... I can only think that it's not that it's been missed, that it's been cut. So but if it's not there, it's not there. It doesn't matter whether it's cut or not. It's not there yeah. and it kind of it leaves questions. Yeah. Mm. Um yeah, I don't know if we'll get any DLC for this or not. Uh, <laughs> it's kinda of hit or miss on Sony first party DLCs. Uh like God of War never received anything. But Horizon Zero Dawn did, so it, you you don't really know. Well, um, frankly, even if they did plan it, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just said "fuck you." <laughs> at this point, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, why bother? <laughs> why waste yeah. the time? You're only going to send us, you know. And that's another yeah. story. Yeah, that's another. Uh, that's another story, indeed. Don't um. Do that. So yeah, I guess that's gonna wrap it up unless there, anybody else has anything else they want to talk about um, I think we pretty no. much hit everything well I mean I can wrap it up and just say I, I was satisfied with it I, I think <laughs> I think arguably it's it's for me it's the better game of the two um, mm-hmm. I found the, the story more interesting 
and less less base is let you know there was a story as well as just characters I could invest in. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. there's not much of a story in the first one, um, and the gameplay was so much more improved and everything so much more improved that I think it is the better game. But that's probably a controversial, you know, thing. They're probably going to be. That's a hill I'm going to have to die on. I think. <laughs> I, don't well, I, think, I think if I, I think if I had played the game, that's probably where I would have ended up, too. Yeah. But um, also, I don't think I would have. I probably would have got halfway through Ellie's story and I've been like, I'm done with this, <laughs> just because of the way that it just feels like it's even even then it was just kind of dragging watching it and mm. seeing that like the enemy encounters don't really change that much. Yeah. Um, the aggressive bleak list didn't help. It's kind of yeah, it and doesn't do... doesn't, I don't have the investment from the first game and the characters no. either, so it just it wouldn't have been enough to pull me through. I but think I lot... think I would have enjoyed it. The the time that I spent with it, I probably would have enjoyed it better because the gameplay looked like mm. it was it was better. Yeah, it's it's a lot more heavy handed with it. It's like you should feel bad for killing these people than something like Spec Ops. I think. Which kind of stretches out those things where you're supposed to feel bad for the things you're doing or you're supposed to kind of... It doesn't really kind of... It's a bit... Yeah, it's a bit bludgeoning you over the head and it makes it a bit morose in that first few drags of hours, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, you probably would have dropped off, yeah. Mm. I don't know what Derek thinks. Um, No, it it was a good game. I enjoyed it. Um, I totally let Ellie kill Abby a bunch of times when that wasn't supposed to happen, just so I could watch it happen. You maniac! <laughs> I mean, like you let her. Times. Yeah, I think it was yeah. like three times I let her. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back to the videotape. Mm. Oh, he did. <laughs> he thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, no, yeah. That, that was... I guess that was a weird bit watching that must have been weird especially for you guys playing it all of a sudden being on the other end of ellie yeah and like, it, was, her, it, it didn't seeing really her like to where it was gonna go they, they made her look like just this absolute tiny little menace that mm. um is just like running around Ducking, you know, she has her bow and is like, you don't know where she is, where she's going to pop out and like getting an idea of like what it's like being on the other side of that is probably yeah. was probably interesting. It, yeah, it's no different to what you were playing, but you're just seeing it from the other angle. Yeah. Yeah. You were and, totally, and like, you're totally playing that play style. <laughs> yeah. And just seeing her character model from a different perspective was was different. Yeah. It was just weird. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely a weird thing because it didn't even like allude to exactly what it wanted or how it was going to play out. You're like, I know my initial reaction was like, "Fuck, am I going to have to kill her here?" Yeah, like this is not what I want at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Mm. Um, knows how to push that button. But mm-hmm. but and then four hours later, it did finally end. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, but no, to wrap it up for me, it was it was a good game. I think like the 
the story of the first one was very like point A to point B. Mm. Here it is to where this one gave you a little bit more. It was more open and, you know, with the back and forth and everything. So I think both games are um, good in their own rights. You know, mm. especially depending on like what you find and what the the person playing enjoys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they are they are very different games from in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. And they really don't. Two doesn't really exist without one, right? No. Mm-hmm. That's why it's part two and not a complete separate yeah. sequel, I guess. Um, yeah. Because the, the events of, well, at least the end events of one directly lead into two. Yeah. The the at least the the catalyst of two. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Yeah, but yeah, that was that. All right, I guess that's gonna do it for our Last of Us Two, Last of Us Part Two. Excuse me, spoiler cast. Did we um, go shorter than Days Gone? Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're that's... we're probably a little over an hour for this. Um, that's because there is yeah. no what boozer character for me. Yeah, there was no no one like this. Human, Dina got close, but Manny. Yeah, well, luckily they they ducked her out of the story or <laughs> yes. or the gameplay uh, quick enough for her to not be a total, not a Ashley from Resident Evil Four situation. Manny was a dickhead. Fuck him. Took a bullet to the face. I'm happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a that was an intense sequence, and then it turned when you Ooh. when it reveals who it is. That was uh, yeah. that was a good, yeah, good moment. We're talking um, about it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, yeah, that's gonna do it, and that's gonna do it for this episode of Voxel Viewpoint. Uh, thanks, guys, for hanging out. No, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, if you uh, want to see more, make sure you subscribe to the channel, uh, join the group, check out the Facebook page, yada, yada, yada. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us in this very special episode of Voxel Viewpoint. If you'd like to hear or see more, please consider subscribing to us on your favorite podcast app, subscribing to us on YouTube, or visiting voxelvoice.com, where all of our great content comes together in one place. Also check out the Voxel Voice Facebook group, where you can join in on the discussion with a great, like-minded community.